this is Steven Diego and you're tuned in to Breaking Down the Breakdown. On today's episode, we are going to talk about growth with our very special guest, Posh Triangle. Hey guys, what is going the fuck down? Okay, I'm so sorry. I like have not done a show like this in a while, so you're going to have to kind of, you know... Let me chill for a second because I know I'm not very chill. I'm just really excited because today's episode. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I forgot. Welcome to Breaking Down the Breakdown. <laughs> How do I forget my own fucking introduction to my own fucking show? Anyway, let me just jump right into this. Now, season three is upon us. You know, last week I did. Oh, sorry. Two weeks ago, I did like a quick episode. Just kind of like, you know, kind of like put my feet back into the water. with This whole thing. Uh, damn thing and like you know it didn't it didn't go as bad as i thought it would so you know i was like okay let's get this ball rolling but i needed my very first guest for this season to be somebody who was outspoken and i mean that in the best way possible look she's if you guys aren't watching this on youtube she is just priming herself now for the introduction but i I'm really still my that's I'm still it <laughs> this is why i needed her i was like okay I, I need to fucking i need to get a guest where i'm not going to be the one to carry the whole thing so thankfully you know recently i became a streamer and this fine, and I say emphasis on fine, young lady. I guess I can emphasize young too. She's young. But, and yeah, she's like, okay, emphasis on everything. She's also lazy. Oh, shut the fuck up. Anyway, so this amazing person, you know, was all like, I'm down. I'm going to do it. Let's go. What are we talking about? And so, you know what? Without further ado, I just want to introduce you, Posh Triangle. Hello, Miss Posh what's up hi 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 um my elias is posh triangle thank you so much for the juiciest welcome Stephen. um my name is courtney uh but i do usually go by posh on most if not all platforms um i am 25 years young apparently and uh i am a native new yorker from queens new york um my major is in medicine so Pretty much most of my work professions have been in medicine, whether it's medical coding, um, CNA, PCT, uh, phlebotomy, EKG. Do uh, David, I have a lot under my belt. I'm sitting so. here and I'm just kind of like, <laughs> yes, yes, letters. Um, <laughs> I get that. It's been a very long journey. Um, I'm actually still currently in college for my bachelor's, which nice. is surprising because I am 25 um, and I've been in school for. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, you know, I can't comment because I did not start university until I was 21. Right. So yeah, I, I did take, I did take a two year break. Right. Um, during my journey which i will talk about later uh because it is uh definitely a a topic that we're going to be discussing um but i will say that it's it's a journey that uh is worthwhile for sure um but for every step of the way uh, for the most part it has been in medicine and i will continue to pursue in medicine as far as streaming uh it is my way to relieve stress um as bubbly as i am i am naturally uh an introvert so 
I don't like to go out and socialize and go to the bars and drink with the boys. You would have had me fucking fooled. Like, a lot of people say so. A lot of people think so. And that means that I'm doing something right. Yeah, you're doing a great (laughs) fucking job. That means I'm doing something right Mm -hmm. um, socially. So, streaming was definitely, um, it definitely helped with being able to express myself in a comfortable manner within like my social like a paradigm that I allow myself in and I can enjoy company of others while I play games or just talk about random things so it's it's like a controlled situation and I like it so that's how I met Stephen I was just about to say this is exactly how I met her and you know for me it's so funny because when I first watched her stream, I was like, oh, my God. Like, first of all, she's so fucking hot. Second of all, <laughs> look at her just talking so seamlessly with everybody that was in her stream. And I was just kind of like, you know, what? I want to be more like that. I want to be comfortable like that. Like, you you just seem so comfortable. And my biggest thing was when we got to actually talk to each other and like you know like the random conversation we had when your stream or my stream and you started talking about how you were like and i started talking about how i was like and i was like holy shit like when we when we realized we're so alike that's when i was just kind of like you know what i was thinking about this and something that i wanted to talk about for the longest time but my thing was i was going to do it alone because i and you know like in some parts of my podcast some episodes i've already spoken about how i've grown as a person but i've never actually focused on that because i felt like everybody's trajectory is so different and you know i could have elected to talk to somebody else who was a completely different version of growth from me right? right but i just i just had to have you on board because we okay as similar as our experiences were we actually have very different personalities, but the way that we have grown from things, I feel like is what made us so close to each other in such a short amount of time. And that's what I really want to explore here. So like, I know today's topic is going to be about growth and essentially everything else that comes with it, you know, the good, the bad, the responsibilities, the accountabilities you got to right. do. Right. My first question to you is, what was it like growing up like what was the environment like where you grew up that and I say this because there's two different ways that we kind of grow up there's this first one which is the environment and then there's Mm -hmm. the second one in which we realize we need to do a second puberty of sorts where we grow up again right so like I want to get to the first part what was the environment like growing up? Okay, so I will say this. I will say this. I definitely had a ver- like a very step laddery sense of growth mm. in my childhood. Um, and that actually had to do with location. Uh, so to s- specify, like I, did, I did say that I am a native New Yorker. Um, but when I was... By the way, my parents are not married, so they dated, and, you know, my mom had me, and after a little while, my father was like, well, I don't think I could take on this responsibility, and my mother said, oh, that's fine, it's okay, Um, yeah, and- uh, Go Mama Dukes. (laughs) 
my mom is my mom is amazing uh if yeah. you love me trust me I, I i literally am a spit image of my mother that's amazing um, and so she took child support from him and that was only because instead of her chasing him down in the future that if i decide i wanted to be my father she'd rather the government do so right, right. You can't you can't have the government when they want their monies nope. so <laughs> she never touched it actually all the child yeah. support money she never touched it um up in because i think it's up until the year 21 it was up until then then she touched it and that was when i went on to medical school so nice. she used all that money that was accumulated and then put that towards the tuition for medical school so when i was i'd say two um my mother funny story i told my mom i want a pizza so you know as a loving mother uh we you know she went to drive drive to this like not like a a large chain pizza shop like some small shop and uh and she's like oh i need to go get gas like beforehand she stopped at this gas station and as she's pumping her gas she sees this person that she's seen you know before and she's like oh my god like hey is this you and they used to work together and he's like hey yeah and he's saying that he's actually going away to medical school in mexico in the next month and he's sharing all these amazing news and she's like wow like i didn't even know that she could do this because she is a first oh man how do you say this <laughs> um first generation that was the word i was gonna okay. say first, <laughs> i don't know what i was gonna say but first generation immigrant Okay. So she came here when she was uh, a teenager. Okay. Um, so it wasn't like as if her her parents were the type to to like know that okay, starting from you know barely having anything, yeah, you can absolutely go and become a physician. That right. wasn't. That's not usually in a single lifetime. Right. <laughs> You're not. That's that's a that's a hop, jump, and a leap. <laughs> so it's not something that was. Of course, her her mother specifically instilled this, you know, if you want to do something, you you push for it, as well as make sure you always have an education. But the highest that she knew, the highest level education and, phys- and profession that she knew was um, ultrasound tech. Okay. So she didn't know, she wasn't aware, or she wasn't educated on, there was more that she could actually do, right. um, especially that she could afford to do. So if you go out of, out of uh, overseas, you're able to get a cheaper education. Of course. Um, so now she starts doing research. She starts doing research. She can't get into Mexico, but she finds out about a place in Dominican Republic. She sends in everything. Of course, it's snail mail. They send her a send. They send a reply back, and they said, "Okay, well, you can come in now. You'd have to come in within the next week." And she's like, "Well, I have a kid. I have a house. I have a mortgage. I can't. I can't right. just up and leave." Um, so they said, okay, you know what? You can apply for the next semester. So you have a couple of months because it's tri-semester. So she has like about three to four months to, pre- to prepare for her move. So in that time, she's packing everything. She's making sure that like, you know, everything could be taken care of for the house. So her sibling is going to be looking over everything and she just wires over the money to pay for the bills. She's getting everything sorted out with her job and she's going to take me with her. And then my aunt says, aren't you worried that like they're going to hit your kid when you're not there? And she's so young, she's not going to be able to, you know, defend herself or speak up. Um, Do you want your kid to be raised with that type of uh, figure 
while you're away at school and studying, you know, she's not going to have that like motherly love. My mom was like, oh, okay. So my aunt said, you know, why don't you keep her with me? Oh. And my aunt lived in Florida. Yeah. So it wasn't like okay. she wasn't just like giving negativity. She did. Okay, good. I'm sitting here like going on a face journey. Like, shady. <laughs> I'm like yeah, she I'm wasn't like, being shady. Okay. She wasn't being shady. Um, no she was also very supportive. But Perfect. she only had a son. And at the time, her son was, if I was two, her son must have been maybe 22. A son okay. is old. This man grown, oh, wait, grown out old. the house. Okay. Yeah. So, or maybe even older, I don't even know, but like he, he, he's already way out the house. That's all I remember for sure. Um, and so she always wanted a daughter and of course she's, she's, she's the oldest of the, of like all our siblings. My, my grandparents had nine kids. So she's the, yeah. And my, my mom is in the middle. So she, my aunt, um, she's the one that took care of me. She's the oldest. And so she doted me. She would put the diamonds, rubies, every every kind of jewelry she would put, she put it on me. Um, she'd put me in the fluffiest dresses and the itchiest stockings and the clickety clackety little shiny little church shoes. And and she goes to church every, every day, not every oh, Sunday. Every, every day. day. Oh, she boy. Is, uh, a pivotal person in her community, not only because I am... Um, mostly identified as Haitian okay. from um, Haiti or Haiti. And so not only in the Haiti community, which is big in Florida, but also in the Christian community. Sorry, okay. they, were, they were raised, not Catholic. It was definitely Christian. It was definitely Christian. Okay. I know I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not Christian right now. That's why I'm so confused. I'm That's not. okay. But, That's um, fine. But yeah, so she was really big in the community. So it was everywhere that she went, I was her little mini me. And it was definitely an interesting experience growing up because I didn't like it. I did not like being, I'm not saying I don't identify as being a female or whatever, but it was just, no. I, I just wanted to just hang out in my leggings. You wanted to chill, right? In t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she'd always dote on like a it ended up becoming that I, I went into pageantry. Um, I was a Southern belle. Um, you were put, like they a put me doll. into modeling, a doll. They That's put me what into it modeling, was. into acting. They put me into, I remember a few times I had to, you know, like, like CTV or CCTV. No, I think it's CTV. Like, like C-SPAN. Yes. You know, like that type of, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. No. What did you do yes. with C-SPAN? <laughs> Like a six-year-old reading the fucking news, like six-year-old at Parliament. I decide. I had to be like maybe like seven, eight years old, and I remember she picks me up after school. We drive super far, and I'm like, "What the heck?" And it's just me dressing up. She's fixing my hair and doing all this stuff, and I'm like, "I don't know what's going on. Like, are you gonna get dinner soon? I don't." And then this other boy, this other little boy is getting his little suit, and I'm like. And they're like, okay, you just have to read what's on here and look at the camera, but look a little off and then whatever. And I was like, okay. I also did ballet. I was very, yes. I was very, yup, yup. Nope, sports, nothing other than that. I used to play piano, violin. I was like, 
I don't I don't know how to say it, but I was Asian without being Asian at this point, honey. I was in the honors club. I was like in like I was supposed to skip three grades. I only skipped two. Yes, I was a very smart and bright student. And they they put a lot on me. Um just to have an idea. It would you would think, oh, okay, you know. My kid, because I used to call her mom, because she was essentially my mom of for course, yeah. all of elementary. Yeah. Oh, my kid is doing so great. Let me treat her. Nope. Nope. The, the most sugary cereal I could have is life. Life cereal. Does that sound like a sugary cereal to you? Honey, uh, it ain't. I'm sorry. Ain't. The only life I know is the miserable <laughs> one I'm in and the fucking board game. I didn't even know there's a life <laughs> fucking cereal. What the fuck? It's a life cereal. It basically is like, like, like Chex Mix, but less variety. It's like, one, is it slight? Well, I don't know. So it's like, yeah, I don't. It's, it's, it's But it had kids on it. It was meant to be like a healthy cereal for kids. For and kids. Like, that this is, is foul. And the only television I was allowed to watch, yeah, I was allowed to watch, was either one of three. Well, technically four. Don't say C-SPAN. I will fall out of no, 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 no. I, That was what I was allowed, but I didn't watch that. So this is the <laughs> things that I watched. Okay. It was either Wheel of Fortune, <laughs> Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> baby i gotta finish the list i got two more figures tom and jerry okay all right or it was vhs tapes my mom would personally like procure oh. and and buy for and me just, and a okay. lot of them were like chitty bang bang shirley temple movies um yes it was very not white. even disney you not even disney white you not even disney white girl not Nickelodeon, <laughs> none of that. Oh my God, posh. The the best fun I had was books, um, but I read them all, so and they didn't give me more. And then the one book that I did ask, and I begged and begged and begged, which was Harry Potter, but my dumb ass couldn't understand what the hell was going on. I was too young. I was like seven years old trying to read a Harry Potter book. After like the third page, I was like, is he what in is the it? closet? Is he out the closet? <laughs> I don't understand. I remember exactly. It was like, oh, it's like a little closet room under the stairs. And like, I was like, I don't understand. Like the imagery was so deep. I wasn't at that level because I wasn't pushed yeah. academically. So yeah, it, it was a very it was a very interesting childhood. I was sheltered to say the least. I was that sheltered is... and I was very much so guided in a specific direction. I will admit they tried the best that they knew. They tried the best that they knew because they weren't aware of like after school programs where kids can actually like do stuff academically. Right. So that's why they like that's why they put me in things like music and dance because I mean, I think that's pretty uh, universal. Yes. But as far as putting your kids into something academically after school to like advance them, not because they're dumb, like mm-hmm. it's not like tutoring because you're failing. It's like you want an extra look. They didn't. That wasn't, you know, that's that was something that no one knew in the family. For sure. um, I used to finish my homework as soon as it was handed to me because I thought that was hilariously fun. Someone the teacher I think would that's give me great, a great to be honest. <laughs> I, I wish my fucking kids would do that. 
honestly they would give me i feel like this is a little bright i'm gonna adjust my um brightness um i feel like it's whitewashing me out you look good um, i know that honey okay, <laughs> thank, you. <laughs> thank you thank you thank you but it would be funny to me that the teacher would give me something and i'm like oh okay let me see mm-hmm. if i can hurriedly and i get it all correct it wasn't like i i, I was i would get it all correct now here is the part where um you were mentioning about my growth and growing up. Although I did all those things, right. socially, I was an introvert. That was my beginning of being an introvert. Of course. Um, I found it difficult to speak up to others. I was always forced to be in these large social situations that probably pressured me to the point where I had to close myself. Yeah. Um, because she knows a lot of people, we'd be invited to all these backyard parties and what they would do, I don't know if this is just a, a black thing, but you would come into the party. Um, as Haitians, we do adopt French culture. So I would have to kiss everyone or kiss everyone yes. on the cheek. Okay. If there's a party, I have to go around every do single person, every person in the party yeah. and also adults, which is very weird. Yeah. Very weird. Um, and then after you do all that and they show you off oh look at this little uh, Mm -hmm. after they show you off then they put you in a room where other kids are and then they're like go make friends and then the kid and then the adults go back out and they drink yeah am i was i the only one who experienced it no you see okay like (laughs) with it is very similar to my culture, and it's except for the whole kissing thing, right? We have this thing right. called like it's like the bless you, where you take somebody's hand and you put it on your forehead as a sign of respect. Oh, yeah, but you do have to do that to every single adult once you get into the party before you get shipped off to where the kids are. And you know what's funny about that is that when I was growing up and I had to do all that, I didn't want to leave the adults because. In a way that for you, I, I can see why it's weird, the whole kissing thing. Like, that's fucking strange. But for me, because I was so exposed to the elder, uh, the elderly people rather than the kids, you know, my anxiety was with the whole, oh, look, I was given all of this comfort by all of these adults that I can somehow trust. And now they're pushing me into a bunch of kids that are rowdy that I don't know. And I feel like, I don't know, like just for me, that that was my that was my start of social anxieties was being mm. in a room full of kids that I was trying I didn't know how to interact with them because they didn't tell me how to interact with other kids right it's like they told you how to do it with adults they told they told they told you how to show respect to adults but they never they never told me this is how you interact with other with other kids why don't you go say hi why don't you go play with them nothing it's literally oh look there's kids and they leave me there so yep the whole party there you go and then you sit here and you count in the fucking clock everybody it's 11 o'clock it's a school (laughs) night let's all go find our parents and try to drag them out that takes a whole another 30 minutes and then once you're in the car that takes another 30 minutes Mm -hmm. because they got to talk to people they got to talk over you while you're in the seatbelt it's it's apparently honey apparently that's a universal issue Mm -hmm. that i guess we cannot solve in this generation but that was for me whether it was for the kids or whether it was for the adults, I was very quiet. Um, it could be that maybe it was because I was an only child, um, but I was very quiet and I didn't really talk to other people. And when I did, it didn't work out so well from my memory. Um, 
it wasn't, I guess I wasn't memorable, so to speak. So if there was options besides myself, they would go for the other options. And then I would be left, left behind. Um, So I didn't really, and it wasn't like as if I was like, oh, hey, I do this and I do that. And I, it was just like, it it wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't at that point when I was like in elementary school. It was just like, hi. How are you? That's it. Yeah. You just, and it's like, what? uh, Okay. (laughs) And I would just sit there and it's like, and then they're just like, the fuck is wrong with you? Um, And I've, and I've, do realize that when I was comfortable, like for instance, I do have a cousin who is three months older than me. Um, and he did live in Florida, but he lived a little bit further. So usually I went to see him when it was like on vacation, you know, school vacation and stuff. And he was like the cool older brother I wish I had. And he always doted me and he had friends in his like neighborhood and stuff. And, and he would invite me out to hang out with his friends. But again, because I'm not like, cool or memorable I would get left out often and because I was in a space where I was comfortable with my cousin I felt very flustered or I guess conflicted where it's like I want to be myself I want to hang out with you guys but you're not giving me the opportunity to Mm -hmm. so I would kind of like wedge myself in and then that would make situations awkward and it wasn't until like as he got older that my cousin told me that like yeah my friends absolutely fucking hated you. Like they, oh my god, no! They were like, way. they were like, oh, your cousin Courtney's coming. See you after supper. Like they were no like, way. no, I'm so serious. And he would choose me over his friends, and I didn't realize oh. that that's what I know. And I used to pick on him all the time. Oh. You know, we chase each other and stuff like that. Like, I mean, we're so close in age. So, yeah. but it wasn't until I was older. Um, I'm talking about like 20 plus that we had this conversation. I was like, holy shit, like you serious? I was like, that's crazy. Um, But it was, is that I'm only bringing that up just to give an idea of that. I wasn't necessarily well received by people of my age. Um, So that was very interesting growing up then. Did I feel like I have a sense of identity? No, no. Maybe that could have been it. I, but I, I definitely did not feel like I had a sense of identity. Um, I was forced into Christianity and I didn't believe in it because everywhere I saw around me for those who were Christians were going through the most insane hardships. Right. And I'm like, why, why would not to start up like a religious war, but I was like, mm-hmm. why would God hurt the people who love him the most? Right. Like if you, if you love him the most, he should not, we should protect you a little bit more mm-hmm. and not let you be as hurt. Right. But of course, if you, you're not a good person and you don't love God, then you deserve consequences. I mean, that, I mean, that that's what it seems, but from my experience of what I, what I saw growing up, that wasn't the case. And I was very conflicted and, right. and, and like, I was very, I guess also headstrong about it, but I think that was the first thing that I really like stood by. Um, that I can remember as far as identifying who I am. Um, and then slowly it became music. And so after uh, elementary school, my mom had graduated um, 
medical school. So congratulations to her. Yay, mama. So when I went to medical um middle school, I went back to New York, actually okay. at this house. And there is a school that is nearby here. Um that was an interesting year because they're like, why do you have a southern accent? Um <laughs> Yeah, and they're like, why do you wear a uniform and it's not even mandatory? Like, why do you but like I used to button it up to the top, top button. Like I was I used to wear my pants over my shirt. Like I used to tuck my shirt. (laughs) So prim and proper. Okay, like I was very I was if you can point out a nerd, honey, that would ding ding ding. It was me. Um, but again, I being in new york it's like you you don't you almost don't have a choice um even the non-cool kids are cool to some degree Mm -hmm. so i was forced to develop a personality and this is where i started to change i started to force myself to be extroverted in order to have some sort of social life right um so i started having like my first friend that i I forgot to mention this. In elementary school, I was never invited to any kid's birthday party or oh my God. function at all. Not a single one. Was it because of how you were? Not at all. Not at all. Um, who wants to invite me? That's, that's extra mouth to feed that you don't, that you delight. <laughs> oh, no. Like, you oh. know, when you, when you got to think about that's true. Okay. Yes. Look, I don't. I don't want to say that you were, you know, but I do have to kind of backtrack a little bit and 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 say, you know, it's funny that you say these things because from what it seems like so far, right? Like it. It, it is. I am. I am in complete agreement with the fact that you just didn't really have your identity, right? Like it was projected onto you what they wanted you to be like, what they thought would make you successful. Right. right, right, And I exactly. feel like, you know, with the way you talk about it, like, it's funny because there's not a sign of resentment in your voice, because no matter how terrible it seemed, like it sounded like for you, <laughs> it's almost as if you were like, well, you know what, like, it was an experience and it's okay. And that is kind of like, for me, it was a very interesting thing. And that's why, like, earlier when I was, when you were saying the whole, like, Shirley Temple, Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune thing, I'm like, (laughs) I can fucking relate to that. And I said, that's so white, because, girl, in the Philippines, I, I'm not gonna out who these people are, but growing up, I had, had to watch Wheel of Fortune, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and Jeopardy, because, you know what? The white and the black people are the smartest people ever, and we want to be like them. That's what they say. But <laughs> you're already black, so you're going to be like, well, that's the white then, <laughs> because of the Shirley Temple addition to that. Because trust me, too, like it's weird how our cultures can be so different. But, you know, like I don't even know how to explain, but on my end, it was almost like a, it, it's not a Filipino identity they wanted me to have growing up now. It's right. a completely different culture. And for you, I guess, for maybe it's just a their frustrations of like, you know what, maybe they wanted to. It's the daughter thing, right? They just want the best for the daughter they never had. Absolutely. They, they definitely were, gro- I say growing up, they were groomed to, mm-hmm. to identify certain characteristics, traits, 
skills, features that defined or at least secured the perception of success. Right. And I'm pretty sure you already know. If you're not a doctor, lawyer, or president, some something ain't something ain't right. Yeah. You not you not living to your family's legacy. Yeah. As you should have. So it's very it's very much so like, you know, it's it's incredibly competitive to be any of those three things, let alone successfully and not going to debt. For sure. So to be able to give you that edge, to give you that advantage, then they're like, well, you have to be fair skin. You have to make sure that you are good looking and pretty. So clear skin, nice teeth, make sure you groom yourself. Make sure you're always making sure that you like clean yourself and right. oh, make sure you iron your clothes. So make sure you get your collar nice and stiff when you go to school in your uniform. Right. So you're well-respected when you walk around. Um, like I was taught an etiquette, how to sit, how to have my shoulders, how to speak how to look at someone, how, like, I had to learn that because that was supposed to be, oh, a white thing, right? This is how white people, this is how white people act and talk and they poise themselves. Oh, hello. How, hello. You know what I mean? You don't. (laughs) 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 It's just bullshit to me. It's just like, have you ever seen, have you ever seen, um, uh, Love and Hip Hop New York. Of Cardi course, B. come on now. Me talking with Cardi B. Yes, I watched. And then she's like, "Hello, my name is Cardi, and I'm from the Bronx." During like, Kara's like- class <laughs> with Bonnie with Bianca, it's exactly <laughs> like that. Like it is. I had to learn, bro. I had to learn how to fucking eat with like. The four fucking, I forgot the number now because oh, fuck that. Man. You but went like, through all, some training. I said, I said, I said. It was full etiquette training that I had to go through. How to how to sit with a skirt, a dress, you know, how to have my legs sideways and like have my ankles buckled over like this into pose. You know what? I got you something. Give me, give me one second. Cause I feel like you don't believe me. Give me one second. I'm gonna have to pause this video for a sec actually i'm gonna just do this here I don't no, mess I'll, I'll, okay let setting. me pause this and we'll record again when we come back i'll be right back guys my teeth looking <laughs> okay we're back <laughs> i guess my teeth look nice thank you they do all right so i found i had to get this this was shipped from florida this is okay. for my aunt okay and this is the stuff that i had to this i probably did this Ignore my crappy chairs, but I probably did this, I'd say, once every two months. She mm-hmm. loved this. She would put pictures like this everywhere around the house. So when people come over and they're like, wow. And then, yeah. You ready? I'm Should we get a drum roll or a countdown? <laughs> the softest drum roll ever. That me. is, hey, okay. come on. <laughs> Ow, I just almost got myself a splinter. Bro, what the fuck? No. <laughs> there we go. Courtney. 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 <laughs> I... I was expecting... 
to be all like what the fuck and now i'm like i'm sorry i'm sorry i don't know how you feel about that but i think that is the cutest fucking thing ever i i fucking wish i had one of that of, of me on my fucking I wall right now, okay? i can't yo I'm sorry for all of don't you. Get your, don't get your don't get your future kids mad let, at me, okay? Let <laughs> me just because y'all probably just like what the fuck happened? Like everyone just stopped talking. She just pulled out a big ass motherfucking portrait photo of herself when she was a kid, okay? Not a Walmart quality, okay? Like somebody like I don't know, probably works like five hundred dollars <laughs> kind of shit, okay? Okay. So, all right, I see now. I see where you're coming from. So I that see. is who you were as a child. I look the same. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of it's kind of weird. It's, it's like that you just put your face on a child's body. <laughs> you're right. That's exactly what it is. Um, but yeah, so I I did have to remind. I just had to like put that out there. I was not invited to social events by kids. Um, because not a birthday kids. party, not an after school kid. That's what it that's what it felt like. I forgot a very so as I mentioned in, in middle school, I realized I had to change. It wasn't just because of New Yorkers. I forgot that there was a very excuse me, a very serious turning point in my life when I was in elementary school. And so when we graduated, I did say I was in Florida. So for the fifth grade trip. Um, for the fifth grade trip, we're supposed to go to Disneyland. Yeah. Okay. So Disney World is Cali. So Disneyland is, is Florida. So Switch as you it. know, like, Switch it. is it Disney, Disney World? World? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, she, she, all right. So it's <laughs> Disney World. It's Disney World in Florida. So we went to Disney World. Okay. And, um, and so you were supposed to have chaperones. And I think let's say like if there was like, I don't know, like six or eight chaperones, each chaperone would have like maybe three kids. Okay. So then that, that like figured out for the entire class or whatever. So I was like, oh, I want my grandfather to come with me and then he could be a chaperone. He doesn't have to pay. Right. Because we're not paying for this. This is like the school paid for it. Um, and my grandfather, oh, I love him so much. He's still alive. Man's old as heck. But I love him. He's like. He's like a father figure that, you know, that I obviously yeah, didn't have. Of course, yeah. But there was a language barrier. This man barely speaks English. And yet somehow, French. Creole, Creole oh, French, Creole, yeah. Yes. Um, it's like broken down French. Okay. And when I was younger, younger, I used to be able to speak Creole. But as I got older and I less practiced and stuff, I, right. you know, I just, it just went away. Um, but I was able to like communicate with him with like our, our own broken language between English and Creole. Okay. Um, and so he came with me and like, like I said, there's supposed to be three people for each one. As soon as we got off the bus, the teacher was explaining something, but my grandfather is not paying attention because he's speaking in English. So they said, let's say, I don't know. We started at nine o'clock. They said at yeah. one o'clock. We're going to meet up so we could have lunch together at so-and-so place. You leave, you continue hanging out. And then at four o'clock, we're going to leave or something like that. Let's just say okay. that that was, that was the plan. Okay. I heard one o'clock and I was like, bet we got to leave at one o'clock. So we oh. got three hours. <laughs> I am <laughs> fucking dead. 
I'm dead ass. I was like, oh, okay, I guess that's what we can do, whatever. That is such but a good thing. But then I'm a freaking like nine years old. Yeah, like, I was going to say that. Maybe it's like, I'm excited as shit. I'm not really paying attention to what the fuck is going on. Like, this. So now, look, okay, you know, you three go here, you three go here. They're pairing us up. Okay. So now we're walking from the coach buses into the park. And as they're walking into the park, you know, each one, they go their different ways. And so, you know, the three of us were walking and I'm just chilling. I'm not like running places. It's just so extra. We got all this three hours of time. And we just <laughs> I am dead. chilling. I'm enjoying the scenery and these nice bushes and stuff. Like <laughs> I am just, I'm not even there yet. And I'm like, yeah, this is nice. This is exquisite. And, and then in a split second. So the two people who, the two kids who were with me, they were talking to each other, like, oh, like they're way ahead okay. talking to each other. Cause they didn't want to be seen with me and my grandfather. And all of a sudden when there was like a division, like a division, they split up and they ran <gasps> and they ran away. No, they ran away. Fucking I children. Gra- I was with my grandfather. I was like, what, what are you? <laughs> like, he's already a grandpa at that age. You know what I mean? Like, Eagle just fucking put out his New Balance sneakers and start running after one of those. He's not like he's <laughs> just sitting there like, well, damn, we lost two kids. I guess we just not. We not gonna catch them. Like bless their hearts. It was nice knowing them, but hey, oh no, sounds like a personal problem to me. So we end up walking, walking a little bit further up. And then we end up coming up to an arcade and I'm like, oh, this is so cool. I see this all the time. Right. You know, they have the little machines and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is so dope. This is so dope, which I didn't realize I needed money to pay to play. So I'm walking in there and then I see the two kids and they're looking at me like. <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs> Bet, uh, say less. All right. Say less. <laughs> Let me just. And so what it was is that they did not. Like we, like I try to like, like, hey, you know, we're supposed to stick together. Yeah. They they would keep walking away, walking away, walking away. They, they did not want me. to. Yes, they did not want to hang out with me. And I try to like, let's say if someone else was playing a game, yeah. And I'm like, ooh, ooh wow, yeah. oh yeah. They were like, like be super, super rude to me, or like. I, I think it was it wasn't at the arcade but one of them ended up pushing me away because they were like i don't want to hang out with you at all what? i was like what's not buying now ice cream all of fifth grade in the cafeteria oh, you and y'all using my weird, homework gosh. i was an outcast i don't think you understand it was really bad like i used to get bullied i used to in like from like second to fourth grade, I the boys used to like because we had to line up every time you move somewhere in between. Was classes. this because of how you were dressed and how you were? They used to the to boy you. the boys used to like treat me like a boy and like give me wedgies. I am just the kids are terrible. What the fuck? Yeah, and then um. One of them like cut like half my braid. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I, I mean, it's, you don't have to be sorry because it's not like as if you were the kid who was fucking doing that to me, but it was, I don't know. I wish I understood. 
I definitely wish I understood this why is a public that service was. announcement. Please, if you have kids, do not let your kids be like that. Please, I will come for you if you do. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, and it wasn't like as if like I went up to them and was like, "You piece of shit." <laughs> yeah, like, and then like ran away, provoking no. them or anything. It just no. But when it was time for homework and when it was time to get answers, they just court me. Hey, Courtney, how's it going? Oh my I god, so I love dumb. you, whatever. And then they, or if I have snacks to my grandfather all the time, he used to dote on me, just like a grandma would. Except he wouldn't bake me pies; he would just buy me pies. So I would come to school with like all these snacks and brownies and all this stuff, and they're like, "Oh, cool! You got a cosmic brownie! I love cosmic brownies!" I'm and I'm like, "God." you want it oh like, no oh that's so nice oh you're like such a good friend and i'm like friends <laughs> oh, like, no. oh my god a brownie do was that to you after. and then so when i thought that fifth grade was like starting to get better yeah and then i saw what happened at the end of the year where right. like no matter who I try to like, and pe- like there were girls who were like, I remember this one girl, she was Spanish. She had like really thick curly hair, but she sang out with the pretty girls, but occasionally she hung out with me. And I realized that she was using me. Whenever she hung out with me, it was for like those reasons. Like she wanted something from me, but otherwise Uh-oh. she wouldn't hang out with me. And so when I went up to her, you know, thinking like, you know, we, we talked a couple of times like all throughout the year and stuff had no association with me at all and I was like that was my moment to say wow I need to change who I am or I'm gonna live the rest of my life being socially ostracized um so I remember like in middle school I started to like exaggerate stories I was very imaginative but it was just in my own head so now they're like oh what did you do if I happen to Fuck man, just give me a story. If I happen to say I, I I happen to go on vacation to Mexico, let's just say a hypothetical. Yeah. I went on vacation to Mexico. I would say, oh yeah, we had this amazing hotel and then we did this kayaking thing. And then yeah, did you know that they have like these like tall ass blue birds? And then you feed them like sweet bread and stuff. And they're like, oh my god, I, I don't fucking know no goddamn blue bird. Like so I you went. To Mexico is what you meant. Like when you say you went to Mexico, you went to Mexico. Yes. It okay. was like every moment was yeah. okay. it was eventful. I and see. I I made it in a way that like no one could like call me out on my lies. And then people were starting to gravitate towards me. Um and then I I literally would force myself to to like say what I was thinking out loud. Oh my goodness. I'm just saying it, it's in my head. So I'm like, oh wow, that's so cool. Oh, I just keep that shit in my head and I'm like, no. That's my face all the time. But otherwise, I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, ha 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 ha. Like that would be that would be me forcing myself to like pull whatever is in here outside. Yeah. Um, and it worked. I got to hang out with the cool kids. Like, they're like, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, well, I dance ballet, so I could do a split. They're like, oh, you could do a split? Oh, yeah, do a split now. And I do a split. And they're like, oh, my gosh, she's so cool. She could do a split. Oh, my God. This I is, I am. How dumb that is. I just realized how dumb that 
is. But the popular <laughs> girls were like the girls who wear the tight clothes. Yes. You know, and they're always like, oh my God, Jason. Yeah. Yep. Like that. So, of course, doing a split is like the pinnacle of sex, I guess. <laughs> I don't understand. Middle so, school. <laughs> middle school for sure. So it was, it was like they cared for me. But of course, it was under the pretense that I don't necessarily align myself with, right? Um, my teacher ended up seeing that I had incredible potential, that I was smart. So she's like, instead of putting her to the regular school that they would go to, put her to an all-girls school that is, like, specifically for, like, smart girls. And then she doesn't have to, because she's also, like, kind of, like, to herself and shy, she doesn't have to worry about making friends with boys or dealing with boys. Yeah. Just like focus on identifying herself. My mom was like, okay, that's perfectly fine. So I went there. That was also challenging. Um, because at that time I started to learn who I was. Right. And sharing who my new found self was not well received because I was into rock music, things like that. And so they're like, what are you listening to all these white people music for? Like, Oh, no. And I was into anime and they're like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> so like cartoons and shit. Like, why is Naruto running with his arms backwards? I'm what is done. You didn't know. Like, I was like, so it was, it was very difficult because now really? I have to defend a new person. Right. Myself, which I don't, it, it, it was like, okay, do I continue? I was like, you know what? I don't care. At that point, I was like, you know what? I don't care. Maybe it was the hormones, but I was like, I don't care. I'm just gonna continue being me. And there, and I was starting to embrace me very hard. Um, I started to identify bisexuality. Right. I started to delve into more interests. I started right. to go into creative writing, and like, I actually wrote like fan fiction stories, chapter after chapter after chapter. So I was learning more about myself. And then something tragic happened. Oh, but that's on a different, that's maybe for another podcast. <laughs> um, and then high school rolled around and I had the choice to, because we applied for like boarding schools and stuff. But again, because my mother was not aware of these things until right. last second. For if you want to go to boarding school or a specialized high school, you have to prepare yourself since middle school. And I was not prepared with the extracurricular that they were demanding. You not only had to be an A honor student, you have to also do all these other things. But because I moved from Florida, the music, the dance, all those things, I stopped doing them because right. I was in Florida. My mom was like, she's only one person. She can't focus on all of that. All of those so stuff, yeah. exactly. So because of that, they're like, yeah, she's smart, but what else can she do? And I was like, I can this do this more. I'm kidding. <laughs> Honestly, I wish I probably should have said that. About it. Damn. So it was either I went to a really good high school in Jersey and live with my cousins, okay. or I continue into New York. Go to a, it was a nice no school, but school, it's the yeah. people. It's the people that really makes the difference in the funding. So it's a really great school considering all the circumstances in New York City, but. I'm also allowed to go back into dance, which I was begging my mom for. So it was essentially dance over better education, dance, mm. better education. 
I chose better education okay. for the sake of my mother. And I was like, you know what? I would be living with my cousins, which I fucking hated growing up. But I was like, you know, we're older now and I'm in high school. <laughs> I think different. things should change, right? Yeah. No. Oh. So <laughs> it was, again, me fighting for my identity. They also picked on me for being how I am. They picked on me for my interests. They picked on me. I was a scene kid, like a scene emo kid. So right. I used to have like my, well, I'm still damn near have my hair like this, but like my hair is like this. And then I tease this and I might have a couple of highlights. Oh my goodness. You were one and of And I those. would have like, I would have like all like the little band um, bracelets and spikes and like, and no, like there's nothing tea. wrong with that. At least for me, like you know, I I, I have a bunch of scene friends. There's nothing wrong with that. But I can just imagine for you, in a, a predominantly white school, um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, there had to be in my graduating class. There had to be, I'd say maybe ten students who were black. Oh my! And goodness. that's that's that might be a little generous. Might be. Um, so there wasn't really a lot of black people and a lot of them were whitewashed. Um, even those who were, who identify themselves as not being whitewashed. Right. Ultimately, if you are, you hanging out in the ocean long enough, bitch, you might as well fucking you, sound like a fish. Like, exactly. at this point, you can't sit here and be like, you know, you end up assimilating subconsciously. Um, and so that was a fight because I was now fighting people outside and inside right. of my home. Of course. Um, and I started to focus more on socializing than schools, which mm-hmm. of course affected the F out of my school. Oh, yeah. Especially in a predominantly white school where I'm doing incredibly well, incredibly well, incredibly well. They're like, okay, wow, she's really smart. Let's put her in all honors and fucking AP classes in the freshman year of her fucking high school. And I was sitting there like, I was like, should I speak up? Because I don't know what's going on. Um, And eventually they end up noticing that like, yeah, she's not, she's not fitting. Um, So they ended up like pushing it down to just mostly honors and then take out all the AP because that's um, too much. Yeah, it was way too much. But uh, as far as friendship, it took within the four years, it did take all those four years in order for me to actually make friends. Um, because I think the definition of what people say friends is so fucking loose that when it's time for you to actually stand up to the responsibilities of that Being title, a friend, yeah, it's that's when you realize. It's too fucking late. Like it it was, it was, it was exactly. You were never a friend. Um, To give another gist, to give another gist, I had my suit 16 and I wanted, I was really into like Victorian era. So I wanted this really lavish, like area, a venue. And we picked this place. And because the lady liked me a lot, she gave us like a really big discount. Um, she took a thousand dollars off. That was a really mm-hmm. big discount. Yeah. Oh my god. So yeah, because she really liked me, and I I design I had like a whole photographer, and I had an outfit change because I was like, oh, we're gonna in the bar like in the bar area, 
this would be a cocktail area. We're going to have a cocktail dress. And then I changed to like this huge like Victorian ball gown with these vintage Victorian shoes. There were literally Jeez vintage Louise. Victorian shoes. And I did all of this. I invited. I invited almost 300 people. This includes family. Okay. Maybe about it be about 40 of them, like 30 to 40 of them were Where family. the hell did you hold that? I invited that many people. The venue was supposed to have minimum 150, but she was like, as long as you have like, um, like half of that, like she'll, she'll allow it because she really liked me. Um, and so I was like, okay, cool. I was like, well, we're definitely going to reach out. We're definitely going to reach out. Oh, no problem. So we do all that. I invite all these people. I give them plenty of time, plenty of reminders. At my party, including family and myself and the photographer, there were only 61 people there. No. Keep in mind, like, a little bit more than half is family. Yeah. So out of the hundreds of friends I invited... Only about like fifteen of them showed. Shut the fuck up. Um, that was another moment where I was like, you know what? Fuck these people. Fuck friends. I'm just gonna do my shit. If you're down to hang with me, cool. If you don't want to hang with me, I don't care at this point. Well, because- I'm very interested in the fact that what was it about you that deterred people from being your friend? And you know what I think it was? I think it's because when you're growing up, and again, depending on your environment and community and what is expected of you, you seek certain things out of people. Yeah. And what I had and what I possessed in my character, like my characteristics and traits growing up, they were valued as I was older, mm. not for when I was a kid. Right. All while I was growing up, it was always adults who doted on me. It was always adults who were like, wow, you were incredible. I adore you. Um, and kind of similar to what you were saying, where it's like, yeah. you, you feel a little bit more comfortable with adults. Yes. I was always defined as mature or intellectual. So I could actually have a decent conversation Ooh, and like bonding yeah. with an adult or someone who was older in college, let's say, or whatever, than opposed to someone who was my age. I never felt like I fit within my age group. And mm-hmm. to some degree, I still feel like I don't. Because people, even as a 25-year-old, I, I sound like I have my whole life together, but there's some people I know <laughs> who are like 50 years old, who I actually, who are literally like 50 years old, who still can't get a grasp on who they are uh-huh. and take accountability Amen. for who they are. Amen. I tell you. My That's uncle so is one of them. Okay. <laughs> so it's like, oh no. And I'm sitting here like, sir, how did you even make it this far in life with the way that you're thinking right now? It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So it's it it I think it wasn't necessarily what was wrong with me. And that was the wrong question to ask myself. Yeah. It was more so of like what am i going to do about it and i chose to i chose to acknowledge the situation acknowledge that this just wasn't the right time for me and as much as it hurts and as 
I went through depression and it, it, it hurt really bad to like, of course you yearn for it, but yeah. it's just not, the timing just isn't for you right now. No. You know, you see other people and I think in, in a way to like make it make sense, but like if you see other people who have their blessings right now, you're busting your ass at work, you know, um, you're putting out you as a musician, you're trying to put on music, you're trying to like, you know, uh, create these projects from the ground up and you want to meticulously make sure that it's perfect to your eyes, but also you want it to appease the audience. Right. And you're like, okay, well, I'm a talented singer. I'm talented at songwriting, you know, producing, and I am I'm phenomenal at marketing. I do have a, you know, a, a social base of, or platform to be able to grow from. Why is it that I'm not getting the clout and exposure as someone else who isn't even close, isn't even close to like understanding their like vocal technique and like advancing. And it's like, I don't know the terminology for it, but you know exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I do. You're like, yeah. why is it that they can hire a ghostwriter? They can't, they are pitchy as shit. Okay. <laughs> and they, they are getting deals with mm-hmm. Atlantic records or whoever it is. Gross and you're like, <laughs> and you're like, well, well, where is the standard? Where is the line drawn? Like, I don't yeah. understand. Why are they popping off now? And they've only started singing three months ago. Yeah. And they have an EP out. Mm-hmm. And they have some other maybe celebrity fucking T-Pain featuring on their shit. And you're like, but why? I'm being read to filth at this moment, guys. Let me just take this time. By the way, audience, I have no idea who I'm talking about. I'm literally just creating this. No, but it, you know what? Person. It is, and it has crossed my mind with a bunch of artists, sorry, that are out there, where I'm just kind of like, I can write just as well as they do. You know, I'm not that bad looking. Like, you know, like, is it maybe just because I'm Asian and it's harder for people like me, right? Because you know, it's almost like a niche. It's like, uh, oh my God, look, representation matters, Asian guy, right? So it's one of those things for, for me, like, I've, I know exactly what you mean, Posh. <laughs> and it can, it can absolutely be all those factors. Yeah. But what I like to tell myself is, listen, I, I know I'm the shit, okay? My <laughs> manifestation is going to come through, right? right? As long as I believe so, and as long as I make sure that I put that out there, that I put that energy out there in the world, someone, anyone, is going to see it mm-hmm. and it will be known and I will get, you know, what I, the, the reward that I deserve. Yes, ma'am. But it just may not be my time. I'm in school for fucking years. I remember people who I went to high school with, I graduated with, they have their own businesses in Thailand and fucking Shit. like Singapore. They are, you know, millionaires. I have friends who are like really doing well. They have babies. I'm like, bitch you and it's like they got families like they are doing the things that they said they were gonna do and it's happening happening, or something else is happening and then like another another uh fairy tale you know adult life is happening for them and i'm like shit yeah my credit score looking a little shady you know (laughs) i'm still in school i'm fucking 25 everybody else got a fuck i'm looking at Tinder, everybody got a bachelor at my age group. I said, well, shit, something, something not right. <laughs> Something's not sitting right with me. And I used to be very embarrassed to tell when I came back from medical school, which I will, I will get to the fact that that was a part of my life. 
I came back from medical school and I had to finish my bachelor's. And it, I, I was embarrassed, embarrassed for the longest to even tell someone, yeah, I'm still doing my bachelor's. Because now they're going to start asking questions. Oh, what happened? Did something yeah. happen in between? Do you have a kid? Someone die? Oh you my know, God. Are you broke? Like, it's, there's so many questions. And to have to go through that and explain, they're just like, that's crazy. But I can tell and I can feel that they're looking down on me because uh-huh. you know, my achievements are not enough because the society demands that you are to do certain things in a certain way and if you deviate from that by the slightest bit you are no longer deemed successful right or you don't have that chance anymore you missed it so therefore what the fuck are you doing Mm -hmm. but that's not the case your time isn't ready and so that's how i felt with my social life i felt like my time wasn't ready i just need to try the best i can to push my ass out of fucking high school, away from these people, from everybody, and get into college. And when I got into college, I had a little hoe phase. Okay. I mean, I feel like that's normal, you know, like we gotta And that was also part of my growth as far as another hormonal side. But when I was in college and I had my I don't give a fuck attitude. It felt very great because no one else gave a fuck as well. And I was like, this is, this is nice. This is great. I'm like minding my business. I like this. I like this. I like you. Have a cupcake. That was definitely how I felt oh my. in college. And I was like, this is, this is what I wanted. I just yes. wanted to just mind my own fucking business, chill the fuck out. If you want to vibe with me, cool. If I don't see you tomorrow, that's perfectly fine. But don't fucking be like, oh my God, Bessie. Like, chill the fuck out. Like, yeah. You're an acquaintance. Right. Let's let's both acknowledge th- this and not like, you know, lie to yeah. each other and keep it very transparent. And that's when I realized, like, you know, I just had it to wait my time. Yes. My thing, and I like that. I want to just kind of now. Th- it's very interesting to me because not a lot of people especially kids growing up would have the same kind of mentality that you had so that's where you know this is why it's very interesting honestly i'll be honest with you when i started this whole thing about you know what i want to talk about growth this was not the kind of growth i expected right (laughs) but and you started going off and i was just kind of like hold on now wait a minute now we have something here that is actually very important to discuss because i don't know if you see it the way that i do but you were in such a it, it's a very interesting position to be in growing up because it's like what you said you were being groomed into someone else that you weren't but none of those things were actually a detriment to you and that was kind of the most interesting fact about this whole thing it's easy for people to write that off and say that oh you know what you had such a hard time at school because of this and that and this and that and that's how it felt right so it's it's uh i feel like i'm so proud (laughs) i feel like a parent just hearing you say that it just wasn't your time yet because 
That is exactly what happened. And it's so funny, though. And I don't know if you realize the way you just told that whole story and how it is now, because and I'm sure a lot of the viewers and listeners will kind of pick up on this, especially right after you said, well, you know, I just told myself it just wasn't my time. And when you got to college, that was your time because it was almost like a reverse, right? It was like a, as we grow up, we tend to learn our social cues. As we grow up, we, we tend to, you know, find out what kind of people we want to hang out with, the kind of people we want to surround ourselves with. And you had none of that. It was like, I'm sorry, you were a doll. You were developed. You were like an android. It was like developed to doing all of these crazy things. Like, let's test her limits. What, where is she going to be? It was like an aptitude test for fucking 12 years, 13 years of your fucking life. And it, it was one of those things that by the time you had hit the age where you went to college, it's as if you just knew who you were at that point. And right. Yeah, and I felt like, you know, it was so satisfying hearing this whole entire thing leading up to that because I, I, I was expecting you to be like, this really broke me, this really destroyed me. And not once, not motherfucking once did you hear fucking say that. I mean, I, I, in high school, I did go through depression because it, it sucked. I mean, I think a lot of a lot of like um, older teens, they definitely or younger teens, they definitely relate to this. Where mm-hmm. if your home isn't a healthy one, or your right. environment isn't a healthy one, you are legally not allowed to leave. You cannot. Yeah. Um, you are binded by the guardians, the legal guardians, or the or or your birth parents. You legally belong to them. That is, I want to say property, but they are accountable and and um, they have a liability for you. Yeah. And so, not everyone is is taught how to be a caregiver. Not everyone not is taught sure. how to be a caretaker. And so, sure. it's they may not. You may just have a fucking fucked up lottery ticket, and then you are stuck. Yeah. You are stuck, and the government does not know. Sorry, I have like hair. That's okay. My lip. <laughs> but the government, the government. Sorry. We'll be right back as she licks her motherfucking lips for the hair. Thank you, pause. But um, the government does definitely doesn't have. I mean, that's a separate, separate topic as well. The government doesn't have the the healthiest measures to be able to intervene, but. A lot of teenagers, a lot of times they feel stuck. They want to run away. They want to kill themselves because they yes. can't run away. They can't, yep. they can't do all those things. So they're like, well, fuck it. I'm just just not going to remove myself completely from the equation. Not even from this house. Just completely. Yeah, just from life. And um, it's, it is flustering to feel stuck. And a lot of my years, I felt stuck. And the depression really hit me <clears throat> in high school. And that was because I did not feel like I had a place or control over my life. Right. I felt like I had to ride this fucking canoe down this river. And bitch, I wanted to walk. Like I wanted to explore. <laughs> like I did not want to be here. And I can't get I'm out the dead. I can't get out the canoe because the river is gonna fuck my ass up. So if I get out to try to get it wasn't my time. I had to go and 
fucking wash off into like the calmest water so I can get out the canoe or get myself over it and I can get out into the forest and walk the way I want to walk. But you see this, let me interpret that, but this is exactly where I'm going with that. You painted it so perfectly that, you know, and I've been there, right? Like I've, I've told my fair share of fake stories one time in grade nine. I really wanted people to, you know, just really feel bad for me. And that was the depression talking. That was the OCD talking because I felt like I wasn't getting attention. I had a headache. Mm-hmm. I went to school and they said, guys, I have meningitis. Not knowing what the fuck that was. Everybody thought I was about to die. Okay. So to their surprise, I come back to school next week. I, I was fine. So, you know, like I, my thing was people like you and I are so different in this aspect. Because I know you wanted to remove yourself at some point because you were stuck and you felt like you had no choice. But my question now is at which point in your little journey in your head of you thinking over these things made you realize it just wasn't my time yet and I will wait until I can finish. Two things, two things in my life that if they did not exist, I may not be, I may not be alive, bitch. I'll fucking know. Um, So one was, um, I live with my aunt and uncle who had their kids, their grown kids still living in the house. So one of them, which is the oldest, he's a male. He had, when I was a freshman, he had a girlfriend. Girlfriend was... He was probably like, I don't know, like 26, 25. And the girlfriend was like 19. And it was nice because me and her used to hang out a lot because I was, I mean, even though I was 13 and she was 19, was, we're both like very young. Yes. So, and like, she was actually really kind and their relationship was not that great because my cousin is also just a very piece of, he's just, he's just the worst, the worst guy, the worst guy ever, okay. ever. So their relationship wasn't that great. And so their room, his room was like, let's say his room is here. My room is like this. Okay. And then the doors are like my thumb, right? Oh, so okay. she would end up coming to my room a lot of times. <sighs> and he didn't like that because he wants to come back to your room and then your girlfriend's hanging out with your baby with cousin your, yeah. all day. <laughs> yeah. Um, you want to fuck your girlfriend, you want to hang out with your girlfriend. <laughs> and then she's hanging out with your baby cousin. Yeah, you're just kind of like... Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. So... And you're not going getting along too too well. So you're hoping that your dick will fix it, but <laughs> never does. Anyways, um I'm fucking so they ended you. up breaking up after some time, which I they had like a literally physical fight. So it, oh my goodness. I told you he was the worst. And I, I don't I don't I'm sorry. Like I he psh, I don't give a fuck about him, but he is literally the worst. Okay. But he attracts the most beautiful fucking women. You know, it's, it's like the very, it's, it, I mean, it has to do with trauma. That's really what it is. It has mm-hmm. to really do with trauma. But she was someone that he knew for like when they were younger, younger. So there was some history and like a lot of forgiveness because of like, she knew why he was the way that he was. Um, so the second woman, which is a woman that I absolutely look up to and adore. She's my hero. She was close, close to the age to him. But she went through a lot of stuff. And she she was my mentor, so to speak. She okay. was very wise, very wise. You look at her and you just think, oh, like she's ghetto trash or something. But she 
is incredibly intelligent Mm -hmm. and so wise. And she was really the first person who, who accepted all aspects of me, all aspects of me. She never judged me for like when I was like, oh, I want to be a cyber goth and like put my hair like this. She's like, okay, get the, get the colored extensions and I'll put it in your hair. That's amazing. Like no questions asked, right? I I went to school with a corset one day and I would wake her up. I'm like, 7 30 in the morning i'm like you know hey babe can you please you know tighten it whatever and she's like all right and then she's like <laughs> half asleep and then she's like pulling the pulling shit out of my corset and like doing it for me and yeah. it's like she was incredibly supportive okay. she ended up getting pregnant like this because of him um and that was one of his manipulative ways to keep her around oh my god keeping her pregnant when she was pregnant, um, we became close. When she started giving her birth to her kid, even closer. I was taking care of her kid a lot. I, you know, because we're in the same fucking house. Pretty much. Um, and she would, whenever I would feel some type of way, she understood how I felt. She under, I felt like she understood me before I even spoke any words. And we talked a lot. We talked all the time. I was her solace. She was my solace. When I left and graduated high school and went back to New York, things started getting obviously worse for her. Um, And it felt like I was missing. We were definitely, I was missing a part of me. So I I ended up like visiting her a lot. Well, pretty, as frequently as I could. Yes. um, And visited her as best as I could after she moved out. Because after I moved out, they moved out as well and got their own apartment. So um, I would visit them at their new apartment. Um, and visit the kids and help with the kids and like give her money and like cook for them and stuff like that. Like every time I came over, I always like supported her. Um, I ain't gonna fuck about him. Now the second thing was meditation. Okay. Um, I went to a meditation club. There were this guy that I thought was mad cute. And he was I, mad smart. He was yeah. like, "Oh, I just, you know, professor, is it okay if I just make a quick announcement for my club?" And the professor is like, "Of course, like you're you're a good student. Like, go ahead, take you know." You got dignitized to go to a motherfucking meditation club. Congratulations! Hell yeah! And, and I, I did work. not get the dick. I did okay. not get the dick. That's. <laughs> I mean, that's the moral of the story. I mean, everybody's going to be asking themselves, hell no, not a number, not a kiss, not a hold hand, not a hello. Like, but it's okay because it, I got something even more wholesome, yes. more valuable than that that I could yes. ever ask for. And which was learning what the fuck meditation was. I yes. thought meditation was like that cross your legs and you sit right, and be like, oh. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. I want to listen to rock music. Do I have to like, you know what I mean? Like this, this seems uh, not like me, but it actually was incredibly relaxing and refreshing. I had to be alone with myself, myself away from not me with other people. Cause I right. remember like I forced myself to be extroverted a lot. Yes. It was me quietly alone, just me, myself and who I was. And I had to look into myself and ask myself questions I didn't want to ask myself. Mm-hmm. I had to think about things I repressed. Think about things that I use loud music to fucking shut out the shut voices out, yeah. and the noise. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> and 
Oh, she is pulling something up, ladies and gents. Now I am curious. Oh no, I had to, I had to, I had to like move out a notification. Yeah. Okay. But, um, I was just like, oh. <laughs> sorry. I was like, sorry. She, I think she's gonna do a live demonstration of her meditation. <laughs> oh, sorry. So I had to push out notification because things okay. are like popping up. But um, but yeah, like uh I learned to just be alone with my thoughts. And that's when I started to understand, ah, I'm depressed. This is why. And I was like, okay, um, so then what, what do I do? I'm a very proactive person. I don't, I don't like to like, oh, that sucks. Oh, okay. No, I'm like, okay, what, 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 what next? I I clearly don't want to be in this state, obviously. Um, and I can't talk to anyone about it because if I talk to someone who is a professional and obviously this is free consultation without insurance, they're going to say, hey, um, CSI, can we get this kid away from these fucking people? Like, I'm they're gonna- fucking done. And that was something that I experienced sophomore year. Oh, this is now uh, junior, senior year that I started. um meditation right so i was like i really can't talk to anyone and mm-hmm. if i did try to talk to let's say my mom who i love and is like my twin now at the time um i wasn't living with her so to explain things that she couldn't see and feel at the yes. day-to-day was very difficult um and to her as every right that she should as an adult, you know, you gotta fucking go to work, gotta pay bills, got motherfuckers calling you like, hey, you know, the 20th passed. You know, do you want this incurred interest? Or are you yeah. gonna pay us? Yeah, it's like if I could fucking pay you, I would, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, I don't understand the fucking concept. But, anyways, oh, it's like I... things like that, or like, making sure that like sometimes everything's going smoothly all of a sudden your fucking car wants to uh, 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 in the fucking middle of the night and you're like Mm. what the hell is going on it's like non-stop you have to like maintain this like balance and you're never taught how to so being an adult is incredibly difficult (laughs) cannot put it in words okay um so for me to go to my mom and be like yeah, I didn't really feel like doing homework because I'm depressed. To her, to mm-hmm. someone who is a first-generation immigrant, her definition of depression was an idle mind is the devil's workplace. Yep. Like, no, playground, my bad. Yeah, an yep. idle mind is the devil's playground. So she said, just busy yourself. Yeah. Oh <laughs> I feel like that's a generational thing, to be I honest, think, right? Like, this- like, Mm-hmm. How did it help me with depression? You telling me that I'm depressed because I'm just sitting here like, I was like, no. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's something more than that. And I'm like, I'm telling you, I'm a something wrong with me. Help me, adult. Like, yeah. help me. Yep. Help me try to figure out what the fuck is going on. Right. And my family was like, oh, you're just gross. Like, I they literally had an intervention because they were like. We don't know what's going on with you. Oh my god! Yes, it was, and this was like with my cousins as well in on Long Island, and they had an intervention with me, um, and they were like, you know, like what's like, why are you acting the way that you're acting? This isn't like you, Courtney. You know, you are, you are 
like the I wouldn't I don't know there's not the, the direct words but like I'm basically like the star child of the family there it is so- it finally <laughs> comes out their fucking trump card we raised you like this you're the most talented bitch on the block and they're like for you to now throw your shit away for what and i'm like it's not like i'm not doing it on purpose but i'm not developed enough to be able to actually explain what's going on right I'm still growing. So I'm not, I have limited vocabulary. I have limited knowledge and understanding. Now I can better assess myself, honey. But I haven't been living with myself in that state of mind to be able to break down to someone what's what this is. Because to them, it's just a phase. To them, it's, oh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go away in like maybe two weeks. Just oh, yeah. focus on school and then you won't even realize when it's gone. And I'm like, how (laughs) the problem is i can't focus on school if that shit there like i can't just be like oh okay oh depression i need you to move over hold on (laughs) hold your horses i need to move back (laughs) off to fucking school like like can we reschedule our appointment uh depression because right now it's not a good time for me no i'm not that was that that was like I was like, oh my gosh. And then meditation, it felt like I was connecting with someone I wish I knew. Mm. And it was the most awe-inspiring moment when I first meditated. Um, And I remember this. I don't even know where the fuck I got it from. I can't find it now. It was an app. I just put meditation and I just downloaded it. And, and, and I downloaded it on my Android. And I have a specified case. Somebody out here, like, oh, my iPhone. No, <laughs> it was Android just in case, because there's some things that's like only Android, only iPhone. Only iPhone, yes. And um, why is this thing so bright still? And um, <laughs> I lowered it. Like, I think it's at the lowest level, and I still feel like. Gosh, don't worry. It's okay. You shine like a star. So. That's what it is. See? Look at that. Look at yeah, that. I just Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, thank you, spirits. Thank you for <laughs> illuminating me, I guess. So I remember he was like, okay, just focus on your breathing, breathe in, breathe out, visualize, you know, your breath. And then the imagery is the same imagery I actually teach other people when I when they want to learn um, meditation, which is you're just sitting, you're sitting by a tree or whatever. And it's like, you can imagine the grassy field or whatever that you feel around you. And you're just listening to the winds and the sounds of the birds, whatever. And you see a fucking river in front of you. And you watch the river just going, passing from whatever direction you feel most comfortable with. It could be left to right, right to left, whatever. And you watch it pass in front of you. And your thoughts, anything that comes into your head are the leaves and the trees. And as they're falling, visualize them. Visualize the wind pushing the leaves onto the river and you watch it float down away. That is how you put yourself into a state of void. Then from there, you can go into void and then pick out a little folder of like a specific idea, topic, whatever. All right, now I'm a little stuck. Idea, topic, or whatever. Um, And then you can actually like, delve into your mind and focus on a specific thing without feeling like you're you're being overwhelmed with so many thoughts or like you're you know like 
being distracted or whatever. Right. Um, and that is what helped me look more into myself. And I started to ask myself, why do I act the way that I do? Why do I allow this to happen? Why is it that I'm in this situation? Why does, why does this, this person treat me this way? And I started to analyze and assess the, th- the daily things that happen in my life. Maybe the way that I, I, I visualize things and I started to think of myself objectively instead of subjectively. And that is when I was able to like navigate my like mentality and my emotions mm-hmm. yes. in a more healthier way. And that's when I realized, okay, I'm in this house. I know I hate pretty much everyone, but except one person, not not including kids, everyone, but one person in this house. I hate with a burning passion. Um, What can I do about it? I can't kill them. That is uh, manslaughter. Um, Is jail worth it? No. Uh, Definitely not. (laughs) Could I burn the house? Chances of me hiding that? Not so great. So no. And then I was like, well, if I can't get rid of them, can I get rid of myself? I was like, well, uh, I kind of like myself too much to kill myself. So let's try something else. I was like, do I run away? Yeah. I was like, well, I do need money. And the in, in the state, I'm not able to actually work. So I would be homeless for some time. The shelters are r- really far apart because you have to pretty much have a car to drive anywhere. And I was like, well, you know, at least I have a bed. So maybe not run away. And I can't have a, a job after school because I have a curfew. Rude ass fly. I just seen that. I was like, is that a glitch? <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. You know what? Only three people watch this on Rude. YouTube. It's fine. Everyone else is listening. You're good. You're good. Rude. But um so besides that, then I was like, okay, what are my other options? I was like, well, I can stick it out because I do want to graduate high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I need that to basically survive in a society in a, in a legal manner. Otherwise, I'm selling drugs and I, I don't like socializing, so I can't sell drugs yeah, and sell I drugs. can't hustle myself. And I don't, you know, I don't think I have the body to be able to be a stripper. Uh, I don't think so. And I don't necessarily want to sell myself on the Internet because it stays together and you it's know not it, you. it doesn't it is not it's you. not me yeah so i was like mm-hmm. you know what um what if i just tough this bitch out i was like damn that shit sucks <laughs> and i was like well what other option do i have and it's like you know what maybe not everything is the easiest choice yeah and i and i realized like okay so this is what like adulthood is like it's mm-hmm. not this is why people say like the hardest choices, like the best choice may not be the easiest choice. And I had to, I barely graduated. That was a struggle. That was a fucking struggle to the very last day. I barely graduated, but I finally did. And I went into college and when it was, it's so funny. Cause my mom knows I fucking hate them. My mom came in and it was like maybe the day after graduation or like two days after graduation so she came by and she said, all right, it's time to leave. And yeah, so she's like, it's time to leave. Um, she's like, I have the car ready. It's a sedan. 
It's a BMW okay. sedan. Uh, just remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I have a whole bedroom full of stuff. So all I did was I grabbed every fucking thing that belonged to me that I purchased that whatever. I fucking grabbed that into a garbage bag and I stuffed that shit and I fucking tied it up, <laughs> tossed it downstairs. Next bag, toss that bitch downstairs. And, and I just had whatever, like maybe I think two garbage bags, like two big like garbage bags of just trash or whatever I was leaving behind. I cleared that fucking room out. My mom was like, you know, we could always come back tomorrow. I said, hell nope. <laughs> no. I packed that. I packed that car like fucking Tetris was my life. I'm like, it's not going to fit. It's not going to work. I was like, mm. you sure about that? I fucking rearranged shit. Like everything fit. There was only enough space for just me and my mom and for her, for her like rearview mirror to actually see through. That's a, we have to be safe, right? Yeah. Bro, I fucking that same night and my aunt and uncle were like, damn, like you don't really <laughs> want to come back that bad. I was like, you're going to see me again after this. Hell no. Like, I am so, like, this was just, like, it was so liberating. I felt yeah. so happy to go back, like, to go back home and start college and to just revel in, in my identity the way that I want to be and, and finally be in a social situation where I felt most comfortable. But honestly, if it wasn't for um, that woman at my cousin's baby mama, uh, her like pep talks and her like believing in me, that support, that moral support to show that I like to kind of reinstill that like security and confidence that I was starting to waver myself. Right. Because that's what happens when you ask yourself, hey, is it, I put my, oh, this fly again on my fucking nerves, bro. I started to ask myself, In all these different situations, it seems like the one factor that's fucked is me. Right. And I was like, why? Yeah. Maybe I'm not, you know, whatever. And when I spoke to her, she was just like, no, you're you're fucking amazing. Like, what are you talking about? And it's like, it's just the people that you're hanging out with, the people that's around you, that's not amazing. And that's not a reflection out of you. It's just that they cannot handle who you are how real you are, how genuine you are, how mature you are. They can't keep up with that conversation. They can't that. keep up with that mentality. They they don't understand that accepting you for who you are doesn't change anything about them. They feel like it threatens them because they are not confident enough to step out of the social norms to do something as bold as to say, I am me. Right. And so... I was like, damn, lady. I was like, really? That's what you think about me? You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, damn. So, but it was that constant talking and that constant pep. And like, we we did damn near every, we did everything together. Yeah. Um, and she really, I have to give her incredible, incredible credit as to like me loving who I am without the extra seasoning and sauce. Because of, of course. Oof, pushing myself to be extroverted and um and then if it wasn't then with that as the catalyst the meditation kind of sealed the deal and i think i think i definitely wouldn't be the person that i am if it wasn't if it wasn't definitely for those things absolutely i like that you know i i feel like if there's another lesson to be learned here um i hope 
all of you guys who are listening right now or watching this are able to see just how far court had come. And, you know, obviously she had to omit certain things in her stories, like stories in her life, just because, you know, sometimes might be too much to talk about or whatever. But I hope this painted a really, I would say, accurate portrayal of how hard it is to grow up under the household of somebody else's home, you know, where they did have the person's best interest at heart, but they don't realize that their influence could be the very thing that could dismantle their entire growth that could stunt their development into who they are as a person or who they were meant to be. And if there's anything that we have learned from today, aside from Courtney's a badass bitch, don't no, fuck with that shit. Um, it's the <laughs> fact that may we all be Courtney's cousin's baby mama to somebody. <laughs> okay did you remember the fact that you remember the whole and that sounds so like it sounds so fake too like one of those like (laughs) yo my cousin's like auntie from the from the father's side second remove with a third leg like Like it is, so, it sounds so fake, but I just don't want to say her name no, out of sure. respect because, of course, of I course. can't, you know, consent to anyone's no and sharing anyone's name. Um, but actually, when you mention that, there is someone who is currently a streamer. If you know, you know, if you don't, shut up. But okay. there is someone who is currently a streamer who is young, okay. um, and he, I met him because he, he rated me. And we were in a couple of different communities, like uh, similar communities that you're in, like okay. that we share and uh, on Twitch, if I should specify. And we clicked one time we decided to play Fortnite together off stream, excuse me. And we're having conversations and he, you know, he is a, a, a sophomore in high school and he's growing and honey, he he was very uh, apprehensive about sharing a lot of things um, to protect his family. Of course. Um, But once I assured him that he's not alone, even though I'm not, I'm not his ethnicity, (laughs) that he is not. (laughs) I love how that had to be said. (laughs) He's not alone. Cause I don't want to keep giving all these things. All of a sudden it just pinpoints down, but right to who um, it is. Yes. But I'm not his ethnicity, and so that he is not alone in the things that he has to he had to grow up in, um, and the feelings that he's feeling, and to show that it's possible to grow and build from that to be an amazing person. And he held himself back a lot because of his social situation, similar to mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I gave him. I gave him as much comfort and love that I possibly could still to this day. I do that. And I, I tell him, I was like, listen, you can, you can share anything to me, even if it's the craziest thought, like you want to stab the shit out of your professor. You can share that thought with me. Let me be your social diary. Um, And I don't judge you. And I don't um, ever like talk down to you because you are younger. 
Right. You are intelligent enough. You've been going to fucking school. You better be intelligent. <laughs> you intelligent enough to be able to start to assess who you are, understand who you are, and grasp, you know, what's going on around you. Um, and which was I thought was one of the most flustering things growing up, especially dealing with adults, where they're like, Oh, you're just a kid, it's just gonna be a phase. Not everything is just a phase. Exactly. Right. Um, some of these things can really mold the person's personality and who they are as an adult Mm -hmm. and thankfully he was receptive to my i guess i could just easily just say love and support um to the point where he felt comfortable enough not only to proudly out himself to me but eventually to his stream okay that's Which really I, wow I, that's really good I that's fucking amazing so much. oh my oh god my goodness you like i like it's like the little brother i wish i never had mm-hmm. i meant i wish i always <laughs> now i've heard of the other term I but i have I never heard of this one he was the younger brother i never had but i always wish i had that's what i meant to say any any friends <laughs> Anyways, um, and I've seen, it's only been a few months that I've known him and I've actually got the, the opportunity to meet him and like, and like really give him love and like, really like, you know, be there for him as well as like, we have like this friend group and I've seen him grow and like blossom only in the matter of a few months, just because he feels understood. I had to kind of beat that in him a little bit. Um, I don't in, blame you. In a, in, like... a good, in a good way, but I definitely had to beat that in yourself? him. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but it would be like, he kept saying sorry. And I'm like, what reason are you sorry for? Yeah. I was like, you have no reason to be sorry. I was like, if you have a reason to be sorry, I understand. Sorry, I was like, yeah. apology. But if you're just saying sorry because of something that someone beat that submission into you, yeah. Don't do that with me. Yeah. Don't do that to the world. You are comfortable to use to use me as a tester when you're and then when you're ready, you use that for the world. But I was like, with me, don't tell me sorry if you don't if you have no reason to be sorry. Um, I also told him like, don't don't feel like you have to like, um, like curb curb your words or curb your feelings. Like you can be a hundred percent honest with me, and he. He's a shady little one. He's sassy as shit. Like, I was like, thank God that you are like <laughs> coming, you're coming out into yeah. your own shell. Um, and I and I love it and I praise him for it. I praise him for it. And I mean, he still has he still has a ways to grow. Um, and all I do is just show him that it's possible to grow into the person that you wish to be. Yeah. Um and the rest of it is on him. And it, like you, like you mentioned, just being that my cousin's baby mama to yeah. someone else. And I feel like if you know what it's like to go grow through that, the least you could fucking do is be there for someone else yeah. when you notice those signs, that is especially it. as an adult. It means a lot. It means a lot to some to someone who was younger than an adult you understand them you hear them 
you listen to them mm-hmm. and you don't tell them, but yeah. you say, I understand you. Now, what can we do? Moving right. Forward? There you go. That's I love that one. No, no, shouldn't. You know, it's 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 always got to be everything. Workable. Everything is a learning experience. Everything. Yeah. I think one of the one of the things is people always make always feel regrets but if you live that way you're living in the past mm-hmm. you're not living towards your future exactly and growth is growth is go on growth is <laughs> definitely not omnidirectional yes. it is one direction you are going up that is the definition of growth. You are going up and forward. You cannot digress. All you can do is assess, reevaluate, and make a plan moving forward. I like that. Even if you kill somebody, honey, assess, reevaluate, <laughs> and move on forward. No, okay? like, we're like not promoting that you. We're not you know, promoting that you do this. that in order for you to reach those. You can just. Say I said I kill someone, move forward, go to jail, you know, and pay for your sins. But that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Um, except they just have a very long time to assess. That's the problem. But ever, you know, there are things that me and Stephen, let's say, Mm. just some fucked up things. Mm, Fucked up. Mm, Fucked up things. As wholesome as we as we are now, now. <laughs> <laughs> I won't even say betrayed, portrayed it. No, we are wholesome, but it, it took multiple layers to be able to understand different perspectives and different situations of people oh, yeah. to be able to be wholesome for everybody. We had to be that fucked up person to be able to welcome that fucked up person yeah. in, in with with warm arms we wouldn't be able to because you would be like oh my god you're such a meanie get away from me but we yeah. had to be that meanie to be able to understand that there's more to that so i wouldn't say ever to like regret what you've done it's it is there and all you can do in what already has happened, of course, in the future, think more deeply about what you do. Yeah. Don't, you know, just do things and then be like, well, I'll, I'll regret it later or I'll figure it out. No, obviously grow from it because you're not growing. You're just like passing on the responsibility so, and yeah. the blame elsewhere. You're not taking accountability in assessment to be able to reevaluate. You're just looking at it and then doing it fucking again and again you're supposed to you're supposed to look at it and look back right (laughs) i know i saw my face you're supposed to look at it and look back and accept that you are human and you have to sometimes go through the shittiest shit to be able to come back and come out and say i know what that's like and you can survive that and you can live past that and you can live a very fruitful and successful life. The key and you word can make here that choice that Posh is trying to say 
is yeah, I talk too fucking much. No, 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 no. Hey, now, look, this is exactly why hey I created this now. show. Hey, now, <laughs> no, <laughs> um, but the whole point of why I created this show is exactly for people like Posh to be able to tell their stories. Now, some episodes will have you know half an hour, some episodes will have you know two hours, some episodes like Posh will take the entire season. I don't care, but yeah. <laughs> but, but, my biggest thing is he said no edits no edits no this is a one it's one take everybody knows this one take um but this is exactly why i do these things because what kind of a podcast or a show would it be if you try to invite somebody to speak their truth and you say well it's a condensed truth okay because we don't have time for this shit so i try not to put time limits on these things so you know what don't feel bad i don't want you to feel like oh i talked too much no 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 no. i'm glad you did you know what i mean like i have those questions set up now for people who are listening or watching this i usually have questions set up just in case the guest is one of those people that you kind of ask and they're just kind of like oh yes i grew up like this and then it's done and then it's like mm, okay next question it's like fucking chapters and exactly. layers of fucking And I onions. loved it because I don't got to go through those questionnaires. Because we actually covered a lot of stuff that I never thought we would. And it, it's amazing. Trust me, it's amazing. But before we go, I do have to say this. Okay. Mm. First of all, I want to say thank you to Posh, the court, for Thank you being... for having me and oh, like inviting girl. me. Oh, dude. Like I, I loved every single second of this. Like I am so proud and I am so happy to hear somebody like you going through, i'm not happy to hear you went through that but i'm actually happy to hear you went through that and you are still here and now you are doing what you know the people that were in your life did for you out of kindness to help you get to where you are and i think that is the most important journey and as what i was pertaining to earlier the word that we're trying to use is not so much regret, but remorse. Don't forget, regret, when a person feels regret, it's because they don't want to face repercussions. When people regret something, it's because they know they done fucked up, and now they're wishing they don't have to fucking take accountability. When you are remorseful over what you have done, you are feeling that deep remorse because you know what? You don't ever want to do what you had just done to anything else or somebody else in the future. And those are very different things that can be misconstrued, right? A lot of people will say, well, I regretted everything I've done, so I have grown. And it's like, no, but did you show any remorse for any of your actions in the past? And that is the biggest difference. And you can see with what Posh had done with her life, she didn't even need to allude to all those things that she had done. That's kind of the difference in the storytelling that you can see with people who feel remorse over what they've gone through. So I just want to leave y'all with that. Be the posh to that gay streamer now. Be cousin's baby mama to posh to somebody else out there. Because we all need that. Some of us were not lucky to have that. I wasn't lucky enough to have that. And in turn, I became somebody who hurt a lot of people. And now I'm paying for all of that. 
thank God not with monies, but you know, I mean, shit, fuck me, right? But exactly, and this is just a sliver of what growth actually looks like, and it differs from person to person. And I hope that hearing about Posh's journey throughout her life, her growth, with everything that she had been through, I hope it inspires you guys to to not do the splits in front of the popular people. No kidding. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm kidding. No, but oh my. To be kinder to other people who you might see that, you know, kind of like Posh was having a hard time, and we don't know why. It's because nobody, when she was growing up, nobody taught their children to be kind to somebody else's kid. Imagine if somebody had just reached out to Posh and was just kind of like, hey, girl, you interesting looking person, you, because of your style, you're actually really fucking cool. The amount of good things that Sorry if you should have seen Pasha's face then. But my point was, she wouldn't have had to suffer through most of those things. And she would still be the same person today with less hurt. I know we say, you know, sometimes you got to get hurt to be where you are. But honestly, you really don't. You don't. You really don't. It's the lessons that, you know, it's the knowledge that gets passed on to you that turns you into who that person is. But you can avoid the hurt. So, guys, let's do that for other people. Again, I want to say thank you to Posh. Guys, Posh, I need you to plug your stream. I need you to plug whatever you need to plug here before we go. Drop your socials. Uh, Yes. So, you can actually find me on Twitch. It is Posh Triangle. It should be just like that. P-O-S-H. And you know how to spell triangle. If you don't, um... Hey Siri, how do you? Should have watched another video before this, right? <laughs> you should go on YouTube and look up, look up shapes. Um, as far as on socials, I think I'm on Instagram. Is Posh Triangle? Good question. That's a good question. It's Your Posh dot, dot triangle, triangle. <laughs> because Instagram want to fight me. That's why. That's why. So I have to like finagle it. Twitter is also. <laughs> like posh triangle underscore it's it's all like variants but um all my socials are on twitch so you can mostly find me on twitch that's where i'm most active um i do have i am a variety streamer so i not only game but i'm also um gonna be also doing more podcasts kind of similar to this as well as like trivia game nights community nights um where i focus on other streamers uh to build the twitch community which i feel like they they only care about the big people like Ludwig or whatever. No shame to Ludwig, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I, I, I'm I very big on um, I'm giving props for people where people yeah. definitely deserve it. So, uh, yeah, you could definitely catch me on there. Um, don't be too shy to say hi. And if you want, you can come over and fucking kill this fly for me because it's going to be fucking worse. <laughs> to be honest, I'm just like living this free life this Done. entire time. I am dead. Thank you so much, Posh. Guys, remember, <laughs> if you have any questions at all or if you want to be on the show, just give me a shout. You know, you can find me on Twitch, Agreed 17 or you can email me, Stephen Diego, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-D-I-E-G-O at hotmail.com. Talk to me about things. If you have any questions for Posh, you can reach her on her socials or you can reach her through me. Yeah. If you're too high. But guys, again, <laughs> thank you so much for being here. 
I love that you guys are still following us and you're still listening. To all of you who are still here, remember what we said. Be compassionate. Be kind. Because you never know who's going to need it. This has been Breaking Down the Breakdown. I will see y'all soon. Bye, guys.